Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. So that said, I hope you enjoy today's episode. If you're an English speaker, as you probably know, you would assume you would have many places where you could apply to McKinsey, Bain, BCG. I mean, English is the most widely spoken business language in the world, so you'd think you'd have many options. And what many people do when they start off the applications, they develop what is known as an office strategy. Most of these firms allow you to pick at least three, sometimes up to five different offices to which you would want to apply, and you could rank them in order in terms of which is your preferred choice to your least preferred choice, and then you can send off your applications. Now, you think that you'd have many options, but what you find is that assuming you're in a very competitive country like the United States or to some respects the UK, you have very little choices within that country. So rather than applying to the one or two or three offices in that country, you're forced to go broader. And when you go broader, you think you'd have more choices, but the reality is not. So assuming in the United States, you have a wide mix of offices to choose from, but as you leave the U.S., it becomes less and less so. Germany has quite a few offices to choose from, but besides Germany and the United States, most countries have one, at most two offices. And what you're forced to do then is if you don't live in one of these countries, you're forced to pick a country outside your home country and pick an office which you may not know very well. So what we're going to do is we're not going to look at office strategies if you belong to a country like the United States or Germany. We're going to look at office strategies if you live in a country like the UK, South Africa, India, and so on, where they've met many office choices to make. And if you speak English, the reality is you don't actually have that many choices. You can either look at the United States, apply to a US office, Canadian office, a UK office, an office in the United Arab Emirates, and there are a couple of them there, South Africa, India, Singapore, Australia, and New Zealand. Now, that may not look like a lot, but it gets to be even a smaller amount once you apply some filters to it. For one thing, some of these countries do have unusual cultures and languages and visa conditions and so on. So let's look at each office. The United States is obviously a very difficult region to enter. Unless you've studied in the U.S. or you have a visa, the chances of you applying to work in a U.S. office for McKinsey, Bain, BCG, and so on, and coming from a country where you've never worked in the U.S. or you don't have a visa and never studied there, the odds are pretty slim you will get that opportunity. So the United States is effectively out for people who don't have a visa or have never studied there. Even if you've studied there and you've lost your visa or you've lost your green card or you never applied for a green card, uh, the United States is pretty much out for you. Canada is a different ballgame, equally different and much more difficult than people actually think. I think in the last six years, the number of foreigners that have been placed at McKinsey, Bain and BCG in Canada, I could count off one hand. So less than five people. I think it's less than three people, actually. And I'm pretty sure one of those three people that I'm referring to may have actually had their permanent residency before they applied to McKinsey. Canada is a very tough place to uh, land a position in. And the reason it's tough is not because it's hard to get in there. If you've got a good background, no criminal history, you can obviously immigrate to Canada on the point system they've developed. But that takes about two years to work out. So if you are looking to apply now to McKinsey, Bain, BCG, unless you've got your permanent residence on hand, 
it's going to be difficult to be placed in Canada. Like the United States, you either have to be a permanent resident or the U.S. equivalent, whatever that is, or you have to be studying in a Canadian university. And even if you're studying in a Canadian university and you don't have your residency, it's very hard to place. And to be fair, Canada doesn't have that many offices. Bain has a really tiny office. BCG have a small office. McKinsey has a small office, and they've got two, one in Alberta and one in Toronto. The UK, given the size of the UK economy, there's not a lot of choices to pick from. Bain has a fairly large office. McKinsey has a large office. BCG has a large office, but they tend to have just one office in London, given the concentration of industry, commerce, and development around just the metropolitan of London. Very competitive offices, I would say. Um, London is difficult to get into. Again, if you don't have residency, if you don't have some unique skill, you're not going to make it in there. The one good thing about London is it tends to be a center of commerce for the whole of Europe. So if you speak Russian or you have some unusual skill that gives you an ability to leverage that into Eastern Europe, you have a chance, but that's a fading opportunity because, to be fair, the Eastern European offices for the big three are gaining rapidly, and even for some of the smaller firms like Roland Berger and Monitor. The UAE, everyone's last choice and port of call when they can't get a job somewhere else. UAE is obviously looking for talented individuals from around the world. I want to say the UAE, I mean, I'm referring to the five or six different emirates that make up this confederation of city-states. Now, Qatar, Abu Dhabi, and Bahrain are generally the most liberal economies. And from what I understand, McKinsey has offices in all three city-states. BCG is there. Booz has a very extensive presence across the Middle East. So the UAE tends to be a very, very good place to go to if you're looking for an English-speaking part of the world to work. The only difficulties with the UAE is that it is ultra-competitive. Everyone is trying to get in there. If you cannot find a job in another English-speaking part of the world for consulting people, go to the United Arab Emirates. The good thing about the UAE is that every major firm is there. So unlike some big countries like Canada, where Booz does not have an office, Monitor has a tiny office, and Rollenberger doesn't have an office, the UAE has every major and not-so-major consulting firm represented. So while the competition may be great, the opportunity is also great for you to at least get an interview. Beyond that, the culture is good. Obviously, the packages are quite attractive given the tax structure. And even though there are cultural issues, the UAE has modeled itself on creating an environment where Western cultures or Western air-trained people could come in and ply their trade. So the UAE is a very good choice, but again, very competitive. Sort of the, the jewel in the crown here is South Africa. I've worked in South Africa for a few years, not full-time, but basically on consulting projects, and I enjoyed the country. What's nice about South Africa is that McKinsey has an office, and McKinsey basically serves the whole of sub-Saharan Africa out of South Africa. They've now built an office in Nigeria, and they have a presence in North Africa. Bain has just gone back into South Africa, their third attempt, and let's hope their successful attempt, and they're not going to shut down within a year like what they normally do. But Bain is back in South Africa hiring. They've hired a few people, Watt and LSE graduates and so on, but they are hiring. BCG is hiring aggressively, hoping to staff up a team of about 20, 25 people. Same with Bain. The interesting thing about South Africa is that all the major firms, or most of them at least, have a presence. Booz is not there, but everyone else is there. Roland Berger is not there. They have no intention of going to South Africa at this point. They're busy in Nigeria, but I think within a year they should change their mind on that. So South Africa is a good bet. The interesting thing about South Africa is that the visa requirements are quite, uh, I wouldn't say lax. I would say that they are, it's easier to get a visa into South Africa. The offices for these firms are 
quite large given the size of the economy. South Africa is about the 17th to the 21st largest economy in the world. But McKinsey has something like 150 people in that office, and they are looking to grow. BCG is new, but they are looking to grow. Bain, I'm not so sure about. They always talk the story of growth, but if you look at the feedback they've been giving business schools around the world, including Harvard and Stanford, they're hiring a lot less than they claim during their you know, recruitment pitches. But the point is they are building a new office, and there are opportunities there. So South Africa is an obviously an English-speaking country, but... It helps if you speak the local dialect of Afrikaans, which is the other language of business, but at least half the people in the McKinsey office are expats, so there are opportunities. If you make an investment in South Africa, you could obviously get a residency much quicker. South Africa is a great place to be. Standard of living is very high if you've got money, great weather, cheap food. Crime is a problem, but to be honest, if you could look at places like Nigeria, Russia, Colombia, it's not that bad. India, the other English-speaking part of the world where you could get a job. Now, the reason why we don't particularly even want to put India on this list is because of the supply dynamic picture. You've got thousands of outstanding graduates competing for a very few positions at the top firm. So to land a position in India is very difficult. And we would say that should be your last port of call. Also, cultural dynamics, cultural issues are going to be a big problem. I mean, it would help if you understood the culture, understood the lifestyle, and so on. It's very difficult to adjust. The other very competitive region, along with the United Arab Emirates, is Singapore. Now, the interesting thing about Singapore is that Singapore is competitive, but not for the same reasons as the UAE. The UAE tends to be more cosmopolitan, much more foreigners, and they've sort of built the society whereby they've carved out a part of their culture and said, Westerners can apply their trade. Singapore is different. It's quite an integrated society. And I would say, unlike the UAE, the Singapore nationals themselves are highly educated. It's really the only country in the world where I've seen Stanford master's graduates serve as chief of police. I don't even mean chief of police as chief of the overall police force. I mean a police station captain or something like that. So it's ultra competitive with the locals. And the offices are large, but not that large. I mean, McKinsey has probably 200 in total, including support staff and their finance uh, team. BCG is less smaller than that. Bain is much smaller than that. But the good thing about Singapore is that it's a hub into um, you know, the rest of Southeast Asia. For example, Bain does not have an Indonesian office, and obviously consultants from Singapore and some of the other offices would be serving projects in the greater Southeast Asia. Singapore is a great place to work, great place to live. It's one of the more competitive offices because you're competing with very talented local people. Australia, down under, wonderful culture, wonderful lifestyle, booming economy serving Asia and China. If you've got a resources, mining, oil, gas background, obviously you're going to be in demand. If you've got a transportation background, bulk, freight, commodities background, Australia is the place to be. Shale, oil, and so on, then you go to Australia. However, unlike South Africa, Australia does punch below its weight. And while South Africa has more consultants given the size of its economy, Australia tends to have less. The good thing about Australia is that most of the firms have a major presence there. So even though the offices may be a bit smaller. They tend to have all the firms there. And a lot of global practice partners from Booz and BCG sit in Australia. So there is a center of excellence in Australia. The other office you may want to consider is New Zealand. Obviously, a much more smaller economy and hiring a lot less. Now, if you think about this, right, realistically, Canada, maybe. UAE, good chance. South Africa, good chance, tough. Singapore. If you are 
an English-speaking person targeting English-speaking consulting offices around the world, your choices are not that good. It's pretty much slim pickings. You know, you've got a few choices, but unless you hold residency or you hold a passport to a certain country, it's going to be difficult for you. And beyond that, you've got to consider language issues. I mean, in some of these countries, they may decide to conduct the interviews in the local language. Canada, that won't count for you unless you're interviewing in the Montreal office. And uh, McKinsey also has an office in Montreal. South Africa will do it in English, UAE in English, and Singapore in English. Cultures are a problem, I think. For some of these regions, you have to understand the local culture. India is one of those, which is why we pretty much excluded from the list. Visa issues will be your biggest problem. USA is out, Canada pretty much out, UK out, UAE easier, South Africa easier, India pretty much out, Singapore easier, Australia... Australia is a lot like Canada. You've got to have the right credentials, but you've got to apply well in advance before you can make it work. Of course, there are exceptions to the rule, but you know, don't let exceptions be the rule. And then finally, the trends for these regions. The United States is obviously growing. They hire the most number of MBA candidates. But in terms of the rate of growth, it's slower than some of the other regions. Canada... The thing about Canada, we find, is that Canada is always going to be growing very slowly. They don't hire a lot of candidates every year. They hire a small number, and they've been quite consistent in that. UK has been booming through the last few years, but as Western Europe and Eastern Europe find its feet, especially Eastern Europe, a lot of the work that was done in the UK will now be start out of consultants out of Warsaw and Moscow. So while the UK will always be important, less so over the long term, the UK is really only reaching its potential and has a lot more room for growth. So if you are looking for an English-speaking place to apply, the UA is definitely on the cards. Ultra-competitive, obviously. Uh, just to get an interview is very difficult. South Africa, sort of the, um, the country that's really spoken about the least, but if you really want to join one of these firms and you have a link to South Africa, like your mother's Dutch or you've lived in South Africa, it's a good place to apply. Singapore, competitive. India, very competitive. Australia, like Canada, competitive. And New Zealand, too small to even consider. So to sum up, if you speak English and you have very little choices in your own country, it's important to do your homework up front. Some of these countries, like Canada, Australia, require about a one and a half year lead time to two years until you get your papers in order. Others like the UAE and South Africa and Singapore to some extent are easier, but you've got to have a link to those countries. And if you don't have a link, you have to start networking much earlier to build that link. If there are any questions, please feel free to um, email me and I'll be very happy to uh, follow up this podcast with the responses to your questions. Take care. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com. It's the only way also to get access to our unique advanced content that we make available to insiders. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.